You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up, War Eagle, War Report family? You got Ike Jones. We are back with another morning drop today, reacting to yesterday's press conference with Coach Hugh Freeze as he addressed the media coming into the Ole Miss game and coming out of a disappointing LSU game. And, you know, we got uh, comments on some of the things that he said, but y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. It is the morning drop. Today is Tuesday, October 17th. You got Ike Jones, B. Will in here. And today we are reacting to press conference statements made by Coach Hugh Freeze coming into the Ole Miss game. Before we get into the conversation, you guys need to be doing the necessary Please go out there on social media. So few of you do this, or at least I don't see the tags. Make sure you're tagging, but share the video with somebody. Make sure other people are involved in the conversation. Listen, I get it. Some of you come in here and you view our stuff, you listen to our stuff, and you don't want other people to know that you're actually paying attention to what we're saying on a consistent basis. I understand. So I'm just asking if you would share it. You know, it'd be nice. We'd appreciate, even again, even if you're saying, Listen to what these clowns had to say today. You don't have to do it every time, but every now and then, give us a share. Let some other people know. Like the video. Go out there and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. None of those things cost you anything. Some of you are giving thumbs down to videos because you're like, I don't like this video. Down. I hate it. Some of you are out there and you're listening to this replay on your podcast the next day. And we appreciate you guys doing that. Share that content with somebody. Let them know, hey, I listen to these guys at Warport. They're awesome. Hey, I listen to these guys at Warport. They have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Listen to this nonsense. We appreciate all of that as well. Some of you are out there listening and you're giving reviews and we appreciate those reviews. Some of those reviews have been positive and they've been, hey, these guys are great. Three, four, five stars. Some of them have been, we absolutely hate everything that you have to say. I will never listen to this again. And I need to tell you before I stop listening how terrible you are. Thank you for all of that feedback as well. But we're still here and we're still doing our thing. Be will how you feeling today? I am feeling. Um, you know, I'm 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 gonna try not to make this about how I'm feeling about football because if it was only how I felt about football, I wouldn't be feeling great. But I don't feel too bad. I'm okay. You know, I'm awake. It's chilly weather. You know what I'm saying? It's hoodie weather. This is, is what I live for. This is my time. I want it dark by six. All right. And I want to have my hoodie on every morning. This is my time of year. So it's kind of helping to balance out what's going on with football. I'm all right. Yeah. I mean, listen, hoodie weather definitely is a good time of year as long as it's not so cold that. Uh, I, it gets unbearable outside. I'm good. Like this is this is right where we need to be. 60s, you know what I'm saying? Like high 60s is really like my sweet spot. Once you get down below like 62, I don't wonderful. really want to be it. It's wonderful. If you gotta do this when you get outside, <laughs> perfect, perfect. That's that's perfect weather. That's what it is. Just right now, it's not gonna stay 60s. I'm not yet. We need like another month, and it's gonna be perfect for me. Perfect. Yeah, it would be a beautiful thing to be able to see that. Um, all right. So, Coach Hugh Freeze 
had a conversation with media members, mm. and he was talking about not a lot. I'm gonna be honest. He didn't say a lot. Mm. Uh, it felt like a regurgitation, and and this is not really this is not a commentary on me feeling as if Coach Hugh Freeze didn't introduce anything new. I don't think that he was asked anything particularly new, and his answers tended to be kind of rehashing because the product has been a rehashing, right? So uh, if nothing changed in the product, then your statements about that product probably aren't going to change very much unless for some reason the lack of change in that product has prompted you to change the decisions that you've made post that, right? Uh, There was no indication from the coach that anything intends to change regardless of what happened on the field in this previous game, though he admitted it was a disappointment for him. Um, Before I get too far into what I want to say in regard to those things, and no, this is not going to be me going on some long rant again. I think we've ranted enough so far. I will save my rants in reaction to games. Today is just going to be observations of what I've heard from Coach Hugh Freeze, and now themes of what I've heard. Is that fair? Is that fair for me to point out themes without seeming as if I'm trying to twist his words? Let me just retell you what I've heard, and then you can make your own assessment of what I point out. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. As long as you think it's fair, Beat, and that's what we're going to do. It's just me and you. If I think it's fair, press on, brother. Press on. Speaking of pressing on, we're going to talk about what Coach Free said and how they're going to press on through the adversity that he feels like is self-inflicted mm-hmm. here at Auburn football. Offensively, we, we've we we've obviously it's well documented. We've struggled to be consistent, and we had four possessions in that game to cut it to a one-score game. Not saying we would have won the game or, 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 or what would have happened, but it certainly would have given us confidence and, and momentum. And we had three before the half and one right out of the half, and we found a way in three of the four um, to, to kill the drive. And I say we found a way. That's coaches and players. Um, you know, one of the four, give LSU total credit for, for that. But um, – those the margin of error again for where we are um we we can't do that i mean let's just imagine if we get 10 points out of those four drives you know it's then you know 20 to 17 and we got three points out of those four drives and it was 20 to 10 and then it kind of snowballed after that okay so here is what i heard right This is what I heard. We are our biggest problem. And when he says we, he says coaches and players. So after a bye week of self-assessment and trying to figure out how we were going to, for an additional week, go out there and deal with a couple of things, the crowd noise, Um, our ineffective offense that he says that it's well-documented, we have not done a good job with, right? That's not a misquote. That's a a correct quotation of what he said, correct? Mm -hmm. Well-documented that, you know, we've been inconsistent offensively. 
He said, we have continued to mess our own situation up. We being coaches and players. My question to you, good sir, be will. And by the way, be will. Happy birthday, sir. I want to make sure that we say that out here in front of everybody. Thank Happy you. birthday to you. Thank it you, is sir. Your birthday. You know, the, the youngest, the yeah. youngest of the crew. I, I yeah. will not give a number. It does not matter. You know, yes. well, I hey, think you told everybody I, how old you were. I'm about to say, I put a number on 42, baby. Listen, it is what it is. I earned all 42 of these years. I, I, I am the baby of the War Report, but appreciate that, brother. Appreciate yeah. that. Yes, sir. Um, But I will ask you, B-Will, on your birthday, mm -hmm. For you to tell me if it is consistently, again, his word, not mine, if it's consistently bad and the problem has been both coaches and players, would it not make sense to alter what you're doing, at least from the coach's standpoint, the strategy in which you're employing? And we're going to get into that a little bit deeper based upon his own comments. The strategy that you're employing or the way that you're coaching it or the personnel that you as the coaches, because players, as far as I know, can't check themselves into a game. Right. They can't just to say, nah, coach, I got this one right here. I'm going to go out here and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run this route. I'm going to be the, the quarterback on this play. I'm going to be the offensive line person on this play. I got it. And they just run out there and tap somebody on the shoulder and be like, I got you. You can't do that. Right. They're not calling their own plays. They're definitely right. not audibling themselves because when they get out there, they look to the sideline five or six times uh -huh. every play. Would it not mean that the portion of this in which you can control, you should probably change some of those things? And after a bye week of self-assessment, you should see evidence that those things are changing i um i understand your question and i would say yes okay things should change if the can the the failure that is continuous is the problem of both coaches and players mm -hmm. then it seems like something that has been done should be changing. Okay. And again, I, I will point to the complete overhaul in philosophy and coaching last season that resulted in, no, not more passing yards, not a high-flying professional uh, modern-looking offense, but a productive m many more yards than we were gaining prior and a two-and-two two record for the month of November that it was the outcome of changing what we were doing at the end of last season after a failed first two months of the season. Okay. I mean, I, 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 so let me say this too. I did see differences in what they were asking the team to do in this game. I mm -hmm. did see that. There were some things that we did, but then we kind of just went away from it for whatever reason. Just randomly we decided – this either didn't work this one time, let's never do that again, or this actually worked, let's not continue to do it, though, because we don't want to do it too much. And 
confuse them into thinking that that's like the only play that we like. Let's let's go back to some of the old stuff that didn't particularly work so well. And may, maybe maybe the 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 self-assessment, maybe the self-assessment they did during the off week was about personnel because we did see different personnel. Caleb Burton got some more snaps in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw them go back to Jeremiah uh, Cobb yeah. mm-hmm. as, you know, running some of the jet motion stuff. We saw Cam Brown out there a little bit more, actually got some targets, two targets on back-to-back plays. Mm-hmm. He caught both of them. Mm-hmm. We saw the RPO slant get thrown on back-to-back plays, both of those again to Cam Brown. So we did see some changes. So I can say, yes, they did go and do some assessments and say, we need to do some different things. But it did not, in my opinion, feel as if we were willing to go all in on changes wholesale, in my opinion. And maybe that's what the strategy is. Tinker with this and then tinker with this. And it's like, all right, if it's not this, then we're going to go to this. If it's not this, we're going to... Maybe that's what the strategy is. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. But it's starting to feel to me as if we either are that bad that it doesn't really matter what changes we make we're not going to be able to execute any of them or we still have not made the necessary changes to actually adjust to the personnel that we have. Yeah. Is that a fair assessment? That, that sounds about like what's going on to me. Okay. All right. Great. And this is not coded language, but I am not suggesting that a particular person or player should change could be should be changed. I'm saying I don't I don't know that what we've done has been optimal for anyone to this point yet. All right. Here's the second thing that I want to get to and I want to get to the second clip of why I say the first thing that I said based upon the first thing that he said. He also in last week's presser said during this portion of self-assessment that they looked at things that they were doing from an offensive standpoint and said, if this person can't do this, well, don't ask them to do that anymore. We'll ask them to do something different Mm -hmm. or we'll get somebody else in there who can do it, right? We're going to get into the second clip and then I'm going to react to that. Because he says after... This week of self-assessment after this poor performance against the worst defense in our conference, there are no major changes forthcoming that he can see for the Ole Miss game. Um, no no real earth-shaking personnel changes. Just to try to get the best plan that our kids understand that they can execute with who we have. You know, it's one thing to walk out there and say, hey, man, I know we can throw a post route. Well, great. All right, who's going to run that post route, and is he going to run it correctly, and is he able athletically to beat this corner if that matchup's there, and who's going to throw it, and are we good enough to do that and win the game? And if we are, we got to figure out exactly who those people are. So we're, we're having a lot of discussions that go into certain plays that, um, truthfully, I haven't had a lot of. Okay. So this this is 
we're gonna we're gonna bring up the infamous Heather Dinich uh, quote again. <laughs> Is Coach Hugh Freeze really saying he can't find receivers that his words were understand and execute the things that they are asking them to do? Mm-hmm. And he gave a specific reference. I don't know that he actually means this particular route. There's a lot of routes in a route tree that you can come up with. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not mistaken, again, someone correct me when I, when I say something wrong, we don't have four, not even six, seven, because I, I, at the beginning of the season, they said that they want to have six or seven guys that they can rotate at the wide receiver position. And I'm only camping out at wide receiver because that's what he mentioned. We don't have six or four receivers that can go out there and execute a post route properly, a RPO fade properly, a RPO stop route properly. When these young men who have been recruited by this staff for the most part, when we're talking about Jair Shorter, when we're talking about Shane Hooks, when we're talking about Nick Mardner, those guys that were brought in, they didn't realize before they got here from whatever film they used to evaluate them, hey, this guy can't run a post route properly. This guy doesn't have the athleticism to be able to beat SEC corners in the way that we would like to. These young men who have been playing wide receiver probably since, I don't know, they were 14, 15 years old, most of them, have been collegiate wide receivers for at least five or six years, all three of them, are not able to... before they got here, and then in the subsequent, in the case of Nick Mardner, since the spring, and Jair Shorter and Shane Hooks, since the fall camp or summer when they got here, have not been able to be coached to the point that they can execute two to three routes out of this entire system. Is that what we're led to believe now, is that they aren't capable unwilling or whatever, whether that's athletically, intellectually able to understand his words again and execute the routes necessary to make this offense look better. Is that what I'm to understand? Apparently. Yes. Okay. Then all I can say is we we need to just run the football. Like I just I don't I don't know what else you can do. If after six games plus whatever practices you had in the spring, you can't find five, four to five wide receivers that are able to consistently execute three or four routes within your route tree. Not, not the entire route tree. You don't need to know the entire route tree in and out. When you go in the game, you're going to run these three routes. If we're in this alignment, you're going to run this route. If you're in this alignment, you're going to... If we can't do that after a couple of spring practices and 
six weeks into the season plus a bye week, so seven total weeks. What? I, I, when? At what point does that get better? How does that improve at this point in time? You're telling me none of these guys, none of them, not Coy Moore, who has been hurt and is now back, can do that. You're telling me Malcolm Johnson, who is now back, can't do that. You're telling me Cam Brown can't do th- no combination because we don't run four receiver sets. There's no combination of three guys. And then potentially because he's already said Jay Fair and VAR best receiver. So I'm taking them out of the conversation in the slot. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm only talking about outside guys. So there's only two of those on the field at a time. So there's no combination of four of them that can consistently rotate through and do the four to five routes you consistently want to run. Because again, this I am I am removing quarterback from this conversation. Let's not even talk about quarterback because the quarterback is apparently a byproduct of the problem because he said he still intends to play both of the quarterbacks. So you have enough confidence in the quarterback to continue. To, but we don't have receivers that can understand and execute the route concepts or how to run the route and what depth to run to after six games, seven weeks of live football, and at least the fall practices that were two weeks long. Is I mean, I'm, I'm saying, is that is that where we are? Yes. I don't know whether to believe that or to be completely just flabbergasted by that. I, you know, the thing that stuck out the most to me about this presser was that Hugh Freeze was not his usual bubbly self. There was a a realization (laughs) that... He usually answers a question and then goes a little further past that. Like he says what he's thinking when you ask him the question. He just doesn't give a coach answer. This was more in line with Gus and Harson when the offense had failed. What, what I think this is personally is, you know what? I now know that I want to do something that I can't get the players to do well enough consistently for this to look like something. And now I can't, let's, well, I I don't want to say he's thinking I can't put this on the players. He has since the first moment we convened for fall camp said these wide receivers aren't playing up to my standard. He has been consistent in that. Yeah. And he has reiterated that. As a matter of fact, when he was talking about, well, yeah, maybe we should run a post route, but wide receivers, wide receiver, he is consistently hammering on the performance of the wide receivers. And this, something that he said in the presser before the game last Monday was that they needed to coach things better. As I watched college football, NFL football, it was not lost on me that there's there, there's this line. And I, I think this when, when we're talking about making picks for games during the week and we're talking about sports betting as well, there's this line that you get to and it's like, okay, 
Can this person do it? Yes or no. Don't look at stats. Don't look at uh, enhanced metrics. Think about what you've seen of these people when you talk about this team and this coach together. Have you seen that guy do it? Do you believe, if I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to give you $1,000 right now, if I give this player, combined with this coach and this offense, the ball down six with two minutes on the clock, will they win the game, yes or no? And you're going to tell me, yeah, I'll take that bet. Or no, I won't take that bet. Usually, if you will take that bet, I'm I'm leaning that your offense will be all right in, in pressure situations. Mm-hmm. That information changes week after week because you see if they can do it or not. I was down on Missouri all year. But after I saw them actually put up points late on Kentucky, who usually is going to stifle people at home. They they changed my mind a little bit, too. I ain't going to lie to you. New information. I feel a little different about Brady Cook than I felt last week. However, the thing I'm seeing with Coach Hugh Freeze is what kind of the realization is for, I think, a lot of coaches. And they end up saying the same things. Well, we got to play it better. Well, we got to coach it better. Well, we got to do all these other things because what they can't say is the most important position on the field is not great enough to lift the players around him. So now we have to compensate. You hear that from coaches, usually professionally, once a starting quarterback goes out. And then they start talking about what every, well, the defense knows they got to bring it this week. Well, you know, we got a young quarterback in there backing up. So we have to do more. You know, the running backs, the run game is going to be more important. You hear them talking about what has to be done to compensate for being a quality quarterback. I hear Hugh Freeze talking about the wide receivers more than I hear him talking about quarterback. Now, some of that I actually do get. Not only are these wide receivers new here, but they're new to what you want them to do. And maybe at their their past stops with so many new wide receivers, they weren't asked to do so much. So there is a lot to learn. I think the thing that makes that transition for quarterbacks and wide receivers the easiest is if you can count on the quarterback to do everything you practiced, (laughs) everything you asked them to do in practice, they can do it on game day. So, hey, if you make the throw and the wide receiver isn't there, you can say it's on the wide receiver. But if you actually get open, you know the quarterback is going to find you. Hugh Freeze can't count on that. And, and I agree that it's a failure of, of two different positions. One, one position gets it right. The other gets it wrong on this play. The next play is vice versa. Hugh Freeze has now run out of, well, we're, we, we just got to, it's, it's one thing. I feel like we're close. You know, we're getting better. I think that left in that presser. I think he knows now what he, what everybody else figured after just a couple of games, a few games of, of Peyton Thorne starting. He ain't it. And now he has to come to the podium and be accountable for it because this is a him problem, Hugh Freeze, because these wide receivers that he brought in that aren't getting it, the most snaps have gone to the guys that he brought in, mostly. Jay Fair was here, but he's bald. Javarius Johnson was here, but he's bald. You you gave them credit for being the best wide receivers, but not being big enough. Okay. Well, the big guys that you wanted out here, Camden Brown gets in the game after a slow camp and injury. He started the ball. Well, he's, he's been more available, and he's made catches when the ball's thrown his way. Let me say that. J.R. Shorter, I don't know if he's not getting it or the he's, quarterback's yeah, not getting he, it. I, he is barely playing. Yeah, he's, he's not on, on the field. Hooks, it looks like he's not getting it. Fairweather, still a big target, athletic target, not great blocking. And at times, he and Thorne still don't seem like they're on the same page. So now I'm asking, 
if you can't be, uh, you, he can't get in front of the microphone and explain why he's sticking with players who aren't getting the job done. And that is now what I think he has realized as he comes to the podium to be accountable for one of the worst offenses, and we put it on okay, coaches. But, but B, B, here's this is my problem, and I, I don't mean to cut you off. No, I good. get all of that. But they said they went out and they asked themselves, okay, so what can these guys do? And let's ask them to do that stuff. Did, have they now determined the answer is nothing? They can't do anything. They they don't know how to do any of this stuff. The answer should be, the answer what I think it is, is what they can do, I'm not comfortable drop, losing seven weeks now of effort and development in this path. I I, I think that's what it is. It it is a I can't I can't take the next step down because the next one will be a step down. Maybe the next one doesn't prepare the players who are here to run this system next year. Maybe the system you're close enough to one or two players showing up and, and figuring it out and getting it right that now we are taking active steps towards being better next year. One thing that I think we can all agree on for last year was that it was a very welcome change to see us go to a, a system and an offense that worked to produce yards and gave us a chance to be competitive. But also, did it prepare anybody for what was going on this year? No. I don't think it prepared anybody for what was going on this year. If it had been an RPO-centric offense that made sense for anybody who wanted to come in and run, run high-paced football, then you'd be like, hey, yeah, this is going to prepare me for the next. This did no It did nothing. That is the battle that Hugh Freeze is fighting, and he has chosen, apparently, with no major personnel changes. And, you know, we'll work on some things to do with it. All I heard was, in different words from Gus and Harson, but the same thing, well, we just got to gotta be better. That, that's what I heard. I, I don't know if anybody else heard that. I heard, well, we just got to be better because I've invested in this to this extent, with this system, and if I drop it, we're not making any progress, so we're just going to plow ahead and hope that against some lesser competition than what we faced the, the past three games, it will work well enough to get us some wins. Yeah, again, against the worst defense in the conference, if it doesn't work there, I don't know where you go to from here. Um, and that, to me, is very disconcerting for the remainder of this season. Um, I don't know how this offense gets better if we're going to continue to ask players who apparently can't do the things necessary to run the offense to keep trying to run an offense if they can't run. Um, but again, he said it wasn't, there were no going to be no, no major personnel changes. We'll see if the play calling changes then to try to match that personnel um, that is not able to do those things. All right, we're going to get to your comment section. Be well, I know you got to get out of here, so I'll handle that, man. We'll see y'all next time. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. drop. All right, y'all. Um, we are going to go to the comments section really quickly. I appreciate you guys dropping in with us today. Uh, get a few comments in here. 
Uh, of course, we're going to start off with the Super Chats. JJ Brand, our guy, John Brandon, says, Happy birthday, ODB. Old Dirty B. Will. He appreciates that. He had to get out of here this morning, but we definitely appreciate the birthday wishes and well wishes for B. Will this morning. Uh, I did see a lot of you guys saying happy birthday to him, and I'm sure he saw that as well. Um, another one here from JJ Brand who says, so unimpressed and disappointed with this press conference yesterday. I didn't hear anything that gave me hope. Listen, I listen, I I didn't hear anything that was hopeful from it as well, uh, either. Uh, I think that what he basically said is we've tried a bunch of stuff and it's just not working. Uh, but I do think that they're going to put their heads together and try to come up with some sort of plan. And we have to trust that plan that whatever they're doing is going to result in better something on the field, uh, particularly from the offense. We didn't even get into the defense that I feel like for some reason, and, and there there may be a litany of reasons for that, changed what they did well to start the season. Um, so, yeah, I didn't even get into that because most of the press conference focused on offense. I didn't really talk about the defense, but there are some things defensively. We're going to get into it on the film when we watch it this evening. So uh, make sure if you're a member, you turn on your notification bell. We're going to get into that. Jonathan Boyson says, this is the most oddest thing he said during the press conference. We had chances to keep it close early and give our defense something to play for and didn't take advantage. We absolutely did. I think that's probably the most disappointing thing from this game is, and I mean, listen, that's the most disappointing thing from all of the losses so far this season. And all three of the games that we've lost thus far this season, we had opportunities. And though I feel like the defense was not as tenacious as we have been for, again, a, a, a litany of reasons, that defense continued to give that offense opportunities to go out there and take advantage of it. And we just absolutely didn't do it. We shot ourselves in the foot multiple times, and that's very disappointing considering, again, this is game six of this season, and a lot of the same issues are popping up at the most inopportune times. And I've said this before, um, and I, usually if you, you're not around for basketball season, this is when I make this statement, is that good teams find ways to win games and bad teams find ways to lose games. Right now, we're performing like a bad team. This is not a commentary on uh, our abilities. This is not a commentary on our level of talent because I don't subscribe to the belief that a team that has top 20 talent, go and look at what our ratings are as far as what our roster is, as far as the talent is concerned. Top 20 talent is so far behind that we are a bad or a, an, an untalented team. We're not a championship level team, but we're not as bad as the product that is on the field. But if you're playing poorly, you're a bad team. The results are what the results are. You find ways to lose when you're a bad team. And right now, we're finding ways to lose football games. Um, Super Chat here from Stephen Riley says, I heard this ain't my offense. He absolutely said that pointedly when he was asked if, you know, I think uh, shout out to J.G. Tate uh, that, you know, uh, AuburnSports.com, a faithful supporter of the War Report, asked, you know, in two to three years, however many years it takes, once you get the kind of players that you want, are we going to see more of the style of offense? And he says, yeah, listen, I wouldn't be here without the RPO. And RPO is me, and we're going to run tempo and all the things. He, he said pointedly that we don't have the guys to do the stuff that I want, so this isn't the offense that you guys brought me in here to run. He said that pointedly, right? And so 
we do expect to see changes. The questions that you have to ask yourself is, what are those changes going to be? And that's going to be a healthy conversation in the offseason. Right now, we can't have that conversation. we got to figure out things with the guys that we currently have. But it is going to be interesting to see what decisions this coach makes during the offseason, uh, whether that is personnel changes with the staff, definitely will be personnel changes with the uh, players. James Barnett jumps in and says, Ike, after looking at the film, when the drives were moving, who was in the game on offense for versus when the drives were stalled or when the drives stalled? Just asking. We will definitely dive into that on the film and talk about those specific drives in which the drive – he pointed out four drives in particular. We are going to look at those four drives in detail when we watch the film, so make sure that you have your notification bells on um, – members as we get into that b wills forehead says i'm kind of getting tired of head coaches taking responsibility and feeling terrible about the product but not changing harson did this for a year and it ended with him being fired it does seem as if you know we get a lot of this hey that's on us we got and and it it's on them for like the execution portion and the play calling portion but that part doesn't because again you're asking the guys to do certain things um, but are those things, things that these guys can do? And again, I, I struggle with the idea that young men who have been playing football this long and have been in this particular system for now eight weeks, nine weeks are just this bad at doing the most fundamental portions of this system. And that to me sounds like young men who have not bought in. I can't, as a person who is committed to doing a thing, anything in life, I'm committed to doing that thing, find myself feeling okay with performing medi- in, in a mediocre way. And some people could argue, listen, Warpore is mediocre right now. You guys have been doing this for years. That's your preference. You definitely have a right to feel like that. I don't think the statistics bear that out, but you could have that opinion. Statistically, and the product on the field says that young men who've been playing football since they were in high school have not bought in because the product on the field is not better. And I don't know where that lies. Where does the fault in that lie? It's not for me to judge what that is because I'm not the one responsible for making the changes. But that is a very disconcerting thing to hear. Uh, Chris Causey jumps in and says he takes responsibility but seems to not be doing anything to fix it. It's like he knows this season was going to suck. So, oh, well, for the season, honestly, I can't fault you for feeling like this. And I can see why you would feel this way, Chris. So it is what it is at this point in time. I'm hoping against hope that this next game, we find some magic in Jordan-Hare Stadium and they go out here and figure out a way to put a more uh, palatable product on the field. James Barnett jumps back in and says, okay, fellas, I have to ask. Coach Hugh Free said in his presser a couple of weeks ago that Robbie and Holden were nipping at Peyton Thorne's heels. If that's the case, what's the pushback? Are they getting reps? I'm confused. Does not seem as if they're getting reps. Does seem as if whatever happened during the preseason to lead to the decision for Peyton Thorne being named quarterback one, that that was – more final than we were led to believe that or he hasn't done enough poorly to pivot from that or there are so many other things that are problematic that we need to figure out how to fix those things 
before we change the quarterback. And again, I'll say this. I have no say whatsoever in who gets to play at any position. And I'm not advocating for anyone to lose their job as a starting person. I'm just asking that we make whatever decisions we're making personnel-wise make sense with the decisions that are happening on game day as far as what plays are being called, when they're being called, and let's figure out how to put an offense on the field that makes a ton of sense. I don't know what all the issues are. I just know that the product isn't right. And again, that's not me making an, a biased assessment of it. Coach Free said it himself. It's well-documented. Product isn't right. And I'm not responsible for changing the ingredients that puts that out there. That's his responsibility. And hopefully we see some, it's not going to be wholesale personnel changes. He said that. Hopefully we see some other things change that will lead to a better product. Uh, last one here from the Walker show. The problem isn't play calling. The problem is Peyton can't do what they want during the game. Uh, listen, I don't know what they are asking him to do during the game that he is incapable of doing. I just know that it hasn't worked to this point in time at this point in time. And hopefully we'll figure out some solution that makes sense for both coaches, players, and then subsequently makes sense on the field. Um, Cause thus, thus far, again, we, we've reached the point now where if you're playing a defense that has performed as poorly as LSU has every single game this season and you still looked bad against that defense, then we've got serious problems. We've got serious problems and we need to figure out how to rectify that. Or we are going to get out of here. Share the video before you get out of here. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Let somebody know that you love us over there in Podland. Give us that five-star review. That helps us out a lot. We'll be back at you guys with another morning drop tomorrow morning. And then we have the midweek report tomorrow afternoon. Until then, and as always, worry. Drop! Drop!